0: Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. I have with me, I'm really excited, the intern queen, Her Majesty herself, (laughs) Lauren Berger. (laughs) She started Intern Queen, and I'm going to let her unpack more about it. But basically, she helps college students and young people all across the nation get internships. Hi, my name is Ava. This is your True For Your Twenties podcast with your host, Katie Bulmer, my mom. Enjoy listening. If you are between the ages of 18 and young 30s and reaching for that best version of yourself, you are in the right place. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I am an author and speaker to over 30 colleges nationwide with the heart behind everything I do to be who I needed when I was younger. On this podcast, I interview experts in their field and 20-somethings alike. We'll talk about finances, physical wellness, dealing with your inner mean girl, and you better believe we're going to talk about guys. Our mission here is to empower your socks off and definitely drop some truth bombs along the way. All right, let's get to it and unpack some truths for your 20s.
1: everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Yes.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how this started for you, what it looks like now. I guess just first,
1: how this came to be. Sure. So I had 15 internships when I was in college, which is sort of bizarre. I always say yeah. 15 internships, but I started doing internships. Uh, this- the spring semester of my freshman year of college, and I was just hooked. I felt like I was challenged in a way I'd never been challenged before. I just love these internships. And so I did a ton of them. I would always look for resources online at the bookstore to try to be the best intern that I could be. And I really always fell short in my search. And so when I graduated college, I had 15 internships under my belt. My friends had done zero internships. And I thought there's too big of a disconnect here. There needs to be more positive information out there for young people that want to get internships and learn how to leverage them for future success. And so the intern queen was born. Wow. So
0: right after college, based on your experience with 15 internships, that's amazing. (laughs) What was your major?
1: I was a communications major and I graduated from UCF, the University of Central Florida in Orlando.
0: And you're living on the opposite side of the country now.
1: Yes, I moved um, right after college graduation. I moved to Los Angeles, and so I've been in LA now for many, many years. And um, yeah, I I always had my sights set on California. Wow, that's awesome. And to fill you guys
0: in, I had the opportunity to meet Lauren at a Swarty event. This was um, Collegiate Women's Leadership Conference. And Lauren was a keynote speaker sharing all about intern queen awesomeness. And I was like, I got to get to know this girl. So, I stalked you and begged you to be my friend, something like that, right?
1: (laughs) No, I always do that to people. Don't (laughs) mind. I'm like, I wouldn't even notice if you did. (laughs) No,
0: we just met at the conference and just had so many, you know, common interests and passions to help young women be their best and men too. I guess I'm sure you help both, but you have an experience of having 15 as a, what, 22 year old at this point, probably a young person. Yeah. Yeah. And then the birth of the intern queen. How did all of that get started?
1: Yeah. So I I moved out to um, Los Angeles, like I said, after college and um, I didn't have enough money to, or enough savings or anything to start my own business. And Um, didn't really know much about starting my own business. I think back in, um, I graduated college in 2006 and entrepreneurship definitely was not what it is today. All my friends were going into nine to five jobs and and so did I. So I, I got a nine to five job as well. I worked at a talent agency as an assistant in Los Angeles, but I could not get rid of my intern queen idea. And so a few years in I said, mom, dad, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to be the intern queen full time. And I'd love to tell you that I had this beautiful business plan and I was so prepared, but I wasn't. Um, I was like really 23 or 24 years old and didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I knew that I had a passion and I I did just have a feeling in my gut that I, I had to go try it. I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And, um, I had tried to look for other jobs and things. I felt like, the, the job search wasn't really panning out for me. I wasn't happy with my current position. And so it just seemed like everything was pointing towards me being the intern queen. Again, I didn't know what that looked like, um, but I just sort of took the leap of faith. I would love to say I had a backup plan, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's kind of the nice thing about when you're young, you don't have a ton of responsibility. And so I was just responsible for myself at the time, and I thought I could swing it with my $5,000, and uh, there I went. And here we are almost 12 years later, and it worked. It
0: definitely worked. And tell me about the impact Intern Queen is making today.
1: So today, Intern Queen has reached over 20 million students from 6,000 oh colleges and universities. Yeah, we've worked with students, you know, mostly in the US, but also, um, you know, we have a huge following in Canada, in Australia, in India. So we've really become a global resource for young people trying to really navigate and get from point A to point B. So um On a day-to-day, I oversee the Intern Queen brand, the Career Queen brand, which is our sort of big sister site to Intern Queen. So if anybody's graduating college, you'll want to look at Career Queen. And I oversee our college marketing agency, which is called the IQ Agency, where we help brands connect with our fabulous network of young people. Um, And then I also have um, three books out, one on internships, one on careers, and the most recent called Get It Together, because don't we all need to get it together? And um, we, of course, have all of our social channels and our YouTube channel um, where we post videos every other Wednesday. So a ton of free resources for college students that can help them get from where they are to where they want to be.
0: You're killing it. This is so exciting. 20 million students worldwide have been affected in a positive way by helping them reach their dream careers, really, or find out what they want to do in their life by getting an internship. That's amazing. Yay. Kudos, my friend. Okay. So this young girl with a dream and a little bit of money, not much, but a little bit of money to make it happen. And you just went for it. And I love that. I want to point that out too, because so many people are like, oh, well, I'll chase my dreams when I get married and have 2.5 kids and live in the suburbs. No, like when you're young really is a great time because you don't have to go to the PTO meetings or get the kids ready for school or, um, you know, have a mortgage really like there's so many things to do when you're young to chase that big dream. So I'm so glad that you did that. Thank you. So many exciting things. All right. So to the girl who maybe she has a weird major or she's not really sure that she can find an internship or she lives in a small town, like the excuses that might come up about finding an internship, what would you tell her how to find one?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to touch on something you said real quick about excuses because I think that um, my husband and I were actually just talking about this the other day. Um, I do think that life is full of excuses. And as human beings, we are naturally full of excuses. And And I think a lot of times we don't even realize that they're excuses. We really think we're giving factual information about why something wasn't done. But at the end of the day, I think we all do need to recognize just in our day-to-day when we're giving excuses for why things aren't getting done. And I always like to say like, Is it really a problem, or are you just not doing the work? And like nine times out of 10, we're all guilty of just not doing the work to get the task done. So I do think that everyone listening should really, you know, I challenge everybody, including myself, to to really think about when we're giving excuses and to try to catch those excuses and to just remind ourselves to, uh, sometimes I say, shut up and work. (laughs) Like sit down, put your head down and just do the work and get it done, right? And then to answer your question, I mean, it is a hard time and for everybody living in small towns and that sort of thing, I actually think that right now, the current situation, while not so positive, does present an opportunity for a lot of people, which is accessibility. I was on the phone with a friend the other day from Denver who was looking for social media jobs and she used to be limited to the Denver area, but because of everything going on and because people aren't going back to a typical or physical workplace anytime soon, she's able to apply for jobs in New York City. I also think that, you know, because of the situation, there's an opportunity to... To attend events that you would have never been able to attend before because they weren't in your city or state. So, spend some time on websites like Eventbrite, seeing what free events are going on and attend them. Um, let this be an opportunity for you, especially as it pertains to accessibility and location. So, I do think that there's a couple things people can do now, especially those people that are in small towns, to um, take, um, you know, uh, see yeah. what this opportunity provides.
0: That is brilliant. And honestly, some things that I haven't even thought about as well, like so many networking events that, yeah, maybe not be available in my city. Or I had to go downtown, which is like half an hour from my house, way, wham, wham. Well, now I can do it from the convenience of my living room or the office. Like That is true how you know, no one chose this COVID situation, yet perhaps there's some silver lining when it comes to this accessibility to all events and all internships. That's awesome. Okay, so then tell us what the value of an internship is. I think that we mostly, you know, obviously to get to know more about what you want to do, but what have you seen in some of your stories of the values that internships have had for people?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, I think the best part of an internship is, sort of the pursuit or elimination piece, right? You're going to do an internship and then afterward you're going to be able to say to yourself, was this helpful and is this an opportunity that I want to pursue in the future? Whether it's that specific position or that specific company or that specific industry or even that specific city, because a lot of people um, in the past did move to do different internships. So I think that um, just being able to do... To participate in an internship and then ask yourself, is this something that I want to pursue or is this something that I want to eliminate is really key. Um, Other perks of an internship are definitely just that hands-on learning experience. A lot of young people are in the classroom, they're at home, they're with friends, they're doing sports, they're doing extracurricular activities, but they're never placed smack dab in the middle of the workforce. And I think there's nothing like it. And what a magical opportunity for someone who's never been at a professional office or in that environment before to be sort of challenged and just in the middle of a lot of new things for them to consider. So I think just that that hands-on experience and getting placed smack dab in the middle of your dream job or industry or something you might be curious about is really um, exciting. And then, of course, um, for those of you who don't have anything on your resume yet, an internship is not only what most companies look for when they're hiring for actual employees, but it's also something that you're going to need on your resume because what else are you going to put on there, right? And so um, the hands-on, the hands-on learning experience, the resume-building experience. Um, we didn't talk about the contacts that you're going to meet from an internship. Yeah. You know, they always say it's who you know. Well, how are you going to know people? I didn't know people until I met them at internships. So I think the networks, uh, the network networking and the connections are so valuable. And then like I said at the beginning, just being able to participate and say to yourself afterward, what did I like about this? What did I not like about this? And then sort of use those findings to find the next opportunity for yourself.
0: I love everything that you said. And you were reminding me of my young self. When I graduated high school, I said I wanted to be a dermatologist. I'm not really even sure why I was interested in this field, but I wanted to be a dermatologist. And as luck would have it, I actually got to work at a dermatologist office in the uh, in the town where I went to college. My fraternity big brother, which was a thing at the time, his father was a dermatologist in town. So for four years that I was in school, I got to work just filing and doing like little odd jobs in between classes at the dermatologist. However, that wonderful experience led me to see, wow, they do more than just pop zits. This is disgusting. Like (laughs) I do not want to see people getting ears cut off from cancer and stuff like that. So I ended up being a marketing major, but again, it was such an eye-opening experience because I still thought I wanted to be in the medical field and go into pharmaceutical reps or something like that. And had the opportunity because of this job to be in on a surgery for it was like people who get knee replacements and stuff. There's actually salespeople who show the doctors, like, you need f- uh, piece number 5210 to put in the knee. And they're like in the surgery, they're not touching anything, but they're like standing there. So it's like, you can come and observe this. And I was like getting hot. I thought I was going to throw up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd never ever. So I learned pretty early that blood and guts were not my thing, but I thought that they were. <laughs> before I had the opportunity to be in a surgery. So all that to say, having that hands-on experience, what if I would have spent hours becoming a biology major and do all of that? I mean, my word, it would have been such a waste of time and money, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And thank goodness. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, exactly. You thought something was your dream job. You went in and had an opportunity and then you were able to say, you know what, this might not be for me. And so I think that exactly what we're saying the, um, the value is.
0: So I kind of looked up that my fraternity big brother worked at a dermatology office and got to meet those people. But how do you suggest people get side jobs, get internships, get to network while they're in high school or college to, to get to that place?
1: Absolutely. So I think your career center is, first and foremost, the best resource that I know everybody has at their fingertips, regardless of the size of your school. If you're a high schooler listening to this, I would go to your guidance counselor who can sometimes double as a career center. Um, So in terms of getting the internship, you're going to go to the Career Center. And even now with schools being virtual, you can still go to the Career Center. And they're trying to reach you more than ever before. So you can still set up virtual Zoom appointments. So don't let that hold you back. But I would first and foremost, talk to them and use them. So or you, <laughs> Sounds bad. Use them. But uh, yeah. you know, use, use their offerings, right? So you should yeah. be going to them to make over your resume, to make sure it looks good before you're applying for things. You should be scheduling a mock interview with them, and then you should be asking them about companies that have contacted the school that are looking for interns. And typically your career center is going to have um, a website. I think a lot of the schools use a platform called Handshake. And uh, you should be able to search opportunities that are specific to students from your school. In addition to that, you should cover your bases online. So you'll want to go to websites like Indeed that are going to aggregate all of the internship postings out there. Certainly check out internqueen.com, and the uh, intern queen Instagram, but you're going to want to cover your bases in terms of what's available. I also encourage students to put together what I call the intern queen dream list, which I used to make on a napkin, but it's basically just a list of the you know 10 dream companies where you want to work at. And it's just the idea of not just applying for what's out there, but also being really intentional about what you're applying for. So I do recommend that people, yes, you go after what's being promoted Promoted, but also take a minute to think about where you want to be and make sure that you do some intentional reach out there as well.
0: What are your tips on showing up for that interview and giving your, your best example of how to do this thing well?
1: Sure. So for the interview, and by the way, I have to say definitely for all the listeners, check out our YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com internqueen interviews are our specialty. And I feel like our interview videos are the most popular videos that we do. So we try to do them all the time. Um, But in terms of interview success, I mean, right now, a lot of your interviews are going to be on Zoom. So you want to make sure to control your background and just the noises around you as much as you can. There's a lot of forgiveness right now, because a lot of people like myself are our parents and got a lot of kids roaming around and, um, you know, dogs barking. and, And I think people are more forgiving now probably than ever before in terms of you know, they just know that you might not be able to control your, your background as much as you used to. Um, But I would say like, make sure that you test your internet connection. If it's a phone interview, you make sure that you have service. Um, I'm definitely guilty of trying to do phone calls while I'm driving in the middle of nowhere. And those calls can be really awkward and really embarrassing. So I would make sure if you're going to interview with a company, you need to make sure that you're in a place that has solid service and solid Wi Fi. If you're on vacation and going to be at some Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, then don't schedule your interviews for them because unless you can drive to a Starbucks and sit in the parking lot, which I've had to do before to get the Wi Fi, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, And then I always say, like, before the interview, make sure you review the company website one more time, review the company social channels, see what they're talking about, see what they're not talking about. Um, I would also recommend looking over the job posting. A lot of people are guilty of looking at that job posting once and then never again. So make sure you look over the job posting right before you walk in, and that way you have fresh in your mind some really relevant examples of why you're the best person for the position. And then, of course, again, I don't want to go on forever about this, but um, you want to make sure you have some great questions for after the interview. So I always recommend having about, five or six questions written down before you walk in. And that way, if some of your questions are organically answered, you'll make sure that you have a couple to ask the interviewer.
0: And when I heard your keynote at that conference where I met you, you mentioned something about the power of a handwritten note. Can you reiterate that? Because it stuck with me. It was so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know. I was like, "What was I talking about then?" Um, I think at that time, I was uh, I was specifically working with Hallmark on that program. But I mean, yes, absolutely. So I think there's such power in a handwritten thank you card, right? And I've been challenging myself to write at least one or two handwritten thank you cards a week, and I'm not doing job interviews, but just to go out of your way to thank people that you've spoken to on the phone in a unique way. And, you know, now it's a little bit trickier because everybody's at home. So you need to ask for their personal address. But I found that people are actually really willing to give that information out and nobody gets anything in the mail. So except for Amazon deliveries, right? Or the Nordstrom, taking advantage of the Nordstrom sale like I am. So, um, I think uh, everybody loves getting an actual handwritten card in the mail. So just make sure to do that. Um, In that thank you card, you want to thank the person for their time. You want to reference something you spoke about on the phone. And you want to reiterate your excitement and interest in the position.
0: So good. Well, I just have a question that I did not prepare you for, but I'm curious your thoughts on this. I have heard it said that a lot of jobs are not listed. So for example, you mentioned making a list of your dream companies. Say you really want to work for, I'm just making this up, but Delta as one of their marketing reps. Perhaps Mm -hmm. that will never be listed on a job site, but What would you say about like emailing the people who hire for that position, explaining why you're qualified, explaining your passion to work work there before the job is ever listed? What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I mean, I love that. I think that trying to be a detective and trying to, um, you know, build and find relationships before jobs are listed is is important. You know, because a lot of times there's things behind the scenes that aren't necessarily listed. I know some companies have a rule though that if they're going to hire for a company, it does have to be listed. But yes, absolutely. I think you should use websites like LinkedIn to network. If you find someone that worked at Delta that went to your school, that would be fantastic, and maybe they would get on the phone with you and do an informational interview. So I think absolutely, definitely reach out, try to find those positions before they actually get posted.
0: Yes. Cause so often, I mean, it comes down to it. Everyone hiring is just a human, like even the most important CEO of a company is a human and they want to hire the best other human <laughs> to fill this position. And they already know that Jamie is sending emails like, I love your company. I love what you stand for. Here's why I'm passionate. Here's why I could be helpful to your company. And by the way, make sure it's that kind of language, like how I can serve you, not why this would be good for me. Like I want this company because it'll make my mama proud. Well, that's great. But how can you serve their company? You know? So anyway, I think that'd be really powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I also want to point out—you mentioned this earlier. I'm, I'm looking at my notes because you said so many good things. But to use career services, because when you are a grown-up and you're no longer in college and have those resources at your fingertips, I mean, you'd have to go pay a service, or you know, drive to a different city to possibly find what you have at your fingertips at the career services on your campuses. So you mentioned that, but I just. I can't reiterate that enough to use those resources that are available when you're in high school and college.
1: Yep, absolutely. A lot of people say to me, you know, well, you did all these internships, but now you run your own business. So does that mean that the internships were a waste of time? And the answer to that is absolutely not. As a business owner, I would have no idea how to run my day, how to be successful, how to produce results, how to take notes in a meeting, right? How to pitch the media. If I didn't have all of these wonderful internship opportunities where I had the privilege of working under so many successful executives. And so the power of internships lives on. I mean, I'm still today, so many years later, you know, utilizing skills that I learned at my internships. So the power of internships is, is strong. I think they can lead you in a ton of different directions. If anyone needs support, I'm here to be their cheerleader and, um, you know, I can't do everything for everybody, but definitely happy to help as much as I can and point people in the right direction. So if anyone wants to get in touch after listening to this, um, the easiest place is probably at Queen on Instagram to just send us a DM, but they can also um, follow me personally at official Lauren Berger. They can follow our career queen site. They can send us an email through our website. And again, would love to get in touch and help.
0: Say those Instagram handles again. Officially, Lauren Burger, Intern Queen,
1: and then it's uh, yeah, I know it's a lot. It's at Intern Queen, it's at Official Career Queen, and it's at Official Lauren Burger.
0: Okay, I'll make sure this is all in the show notes so people can make sure they can get some of this goodness because I feel like this is just a wealth of information: how to show up well, how to get an internship, how to decide. What you want to do with the rest of your life? I mean, my word, what a big deal, you know? Like, yeah, you're you're truly changing lives here by helping people get hands-on experience. So I just love what you're doing, and I'm so I just I can't say enough. I love
1: all of it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I love this, and you know, love the community that you've built as well, and really believe in the power of sorority women. So excited uh, to stay connected.
0: You're the best. Well, before we let you go, I always like to ask our friends this is called the Truth for Your 20s podcast. So, if you could sit down and have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say?
1: (laughs) But my first reaction was calm down. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I think when you're in your 20s, there's so many different ways that you can spend your time and so many different directions that you can be pulled in. I think it's just important to really be thoughtful about where you're spending your time, the people that you're spending your time with, the places and events that you're choosing to attend and to make sure there's sort of a strategy behind it, whether that's personal or professional. Um, And then also once you do decide where you're going to spend your time, just to be really confident in how you're spending your time. And like, you know, yes, if you do one thing, you're going to miss another and vice versa, but, but that's okay because you've chosen that. So I would remind myself that, it's okay to calm down. It's okay to not be everywhere, right? Because I was definitely guilty of that. And that, you know, you can be confident about how you spend your time because it is a conscious decision. It's intentional. So that's probably what I would tell my 20-year-old self.
0: I love your intentionality, like making that list of dream places you want to work, deciding what you want to do and not sitting there with FOMO because it's okay. You made a decision and it's it's the best decision because you thought about it and you made it. So stop. Oh, what if I, what if, what if, what if? So yes. Yes. And amen. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing some truth for our 20 year old
1: friends. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me, Katie.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and put this up on your social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. By the way, I love your DMs. I'm just a regular girl who responds to all my DMs. I never thought I had to clarify that, but apparently, some people don't. You actually do me a favor when you reach out and tell me what you want to hear more of because I'm no longer a 20-something, but my passion is to keep my thumbprint on the pulse of what you guys are walking through, what you want to hear more of, what resonates. So please reach out. Do not be shy. And lastly, those of you who leave a review on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you gain some truth for your 20s.
1: Hey, my name is Hannah Boomer. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And our work here is done.